0: Hey, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups, and today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there, I'm Jill Griffin, and welcome to this week's episode of the Career Refresh Podcast. I've been thinking about today's topic for a while, and I've decided to bump it up into my queue because I'm seeing it and hearing it more and more from friends, from clients, from my peers in the industry, and people are really struggling with the idea of scarcity. Scarcity mindset is when you are a so obsessed with the lack of something, and it's usually time, resources, or money, that you can't seem to focus on anything else, no matter how hard you try. Scarcity thinking sucks. Scarcity eats joy. It exhausts us. It puts us in a constant state of lack. It's this bugger of emotion that easily pops up when you're not working your mind. And what's so interesting is whether you have a need to win or a fear of losing, you think they're different. And I'm here to say that it's two ends of the same stick. They're both forms of lack or a scarcity mindset. We see scarcity a lot in corporate environments. Promotions and raises are scarce. The belief that there's not enough resources. We hoard information because what if our colleagues use that information and they got ahead or they got the promotion? Stephen Covey initially coined the term scarcity mentality versus an abundant mindset in his best selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. A scarcity mentality is what keeps us from achieving our goals. No, it really does. An abundance mindset refers to sort of the paradigm that there is plenty and there's enough for everyone. When you have thoughts of scarcity from thoughts of what you don't have, it's easy to see everything through this lens of lack. It's easy to believe that you don't have enough education or that you need one more certification or one more skills training so that you can apply for the job, get the promotion, or find your purpose. And by the way, you don't find your purpose, you choose it, but that's another episode. You keep thinking thoughts like your skills won't transfer or that you're older than everyone else. I I don't know that I can do it. I'll be the oldest guy in the room. I have a client, and we always laugh about this, who had a passion project, but it was a physical. He needed to physically use his body in this passion project and he wanted to pursue it, but he kept saying things like, I'm the oldest guy in the room and I'm not going to be able to move the way the younger guys can. And, you know, I just don't know if I'm fit enough to do this. And basically I told him to shush and get a pair of knee pads. I will also tell you that I use much more colorful language than that with him. And we laugh about this all the time. This scarcity mindset is about focusing on everything that you don't have. And it's easy to believe that you won't get the salary you deserve or that you don't deserve to pursue your dream. Have you ever had a thought like, I want to get the job because I hate my current job or I got to get out of here. I got to do something different because I can't stand what I'm doing. And that is part of lack and scarcity thinking. That thought is not going to deliver results for you. The idea that you can stop the pain of the current job environment by trading it for a new environment never works. You're just trading circumstances, but you're still showing up as who you are. And wherever you go, there you are. As the author John Kabat-Zinn writes in that book, it's this idea that you may be able to hustle your way there But you can't go from lack and scarcity thinking to abundance and success. You can't get there from here. It's like starving your way thin. You might be able to get there, but good luck on sustaining it. The energy of that hustle is fueled by fear or scarcity, and it never works. Scarcity shows up in other ways. Ever achieve a career goal only to immediately wonder what's next? and you've barely absorbed the win. You don't reflect on even why you went after this goal, yet you're obsessed with what is gonna be the next thing in the future achievement. There's no smiles, there's no celebration, just your need for more because you feel like you don't have enough. Again, you're wanting more from the place of lack. You're not wanting more from the place of abundance. This is amazing and I want more of this. That's the scarcity mindset. It can be sneaky at times. And on the brain health and the mindset side of things, I was talking to my friend who's a neuroscientist, and I highly recommend that you all get friends that are neuroscientists because it's kind of amazing to talk to them. And we talked about how when you're in scarcity, you're always chasing that next win because you haven't completed the reward cycle, which is dopamine, right? Dopamine is going to propel you with desire, anticipation, and drive, To get the next thing. But if you never give yourself that celebration, your brain doesn't know it got it. Check out episode 18 in my podcast on why celebration is the key for success if you wanna dive deeper into this topic. Super interesting. So when we think about scarcity, simply stated, it's the belief that there isn't enough to go around and that you are not going to get your fair share. I think of it as supply and pie thoughts. There's a limited supply and I won't get my piece of the pie. Scarcity makes us controlling, fearful, needy, and graspy. It makes us freaking weird. It's like a weird energy. It puts us into unnecessary competition and it can show up in ways that creep in around money, your work, time, and other opportunities. You think there's a ceiling on what you can earn. You have thoughts like you can't possibly switch careers because that other career doesn't pay enough and you won't be able to do it. It's really what you want to do, but you can't because it doesn't pay enough. Or people like me just don't get opportunities like that. You start to have these really shitty little thoughts that pop into your head. It can look like jealousy for a colleague's recent promotion. It can be gossiping about a friend's success. It could also be comparing your list, your workload with a coworker and you perceive their workload to be easy, that it's harder for you. See, it's sneaky, but it's always going to feel really heavy, anxious, and gross. Scarcity thoughts, like all of our thoughts, create our results. And if we believe there isn't enough, I'm here to tell you that there most certainly won't be. And what if our resources were not scarce? What if this was just a thought in your head? What if those beat the odds stories was not about someone who figured out how to beat the system, but instead someone who learned how to beat their own brain and manage their own minds? Basically, what if you think about the thing that you want, the promotion, the raise, the opportunity, and you think about how you're going to feel the day after getting that? And you practice feeling that way right now. Because feeling the feelings around success, your mind drama chills out and the brain, as in your brain, starts to see solutions. It starts to look for what's possible. The reality is that when you feel the feeling of having the thing first, you begin to take actions from that place. You focus on having it, not the lack of having it. And yeah, it's a total trick. It's a little mind game you play with yourself, but this is how you change your thoughts and get into creation. Scarcity and lack will dissipate. Here's what happens behind the scenes with your brain. Your mind likes to keep things really easy and your brain goes to previous experiences that it has used for data for the current lesson. It's how the brain saves energy and keeps you alive. And this is great for understanding how to cut your food and use your keyboard, but not so great when you want to break beliefs or patterns because you need new ways for your brain to work, not constantly resort to the old ways. So think of it this way. Your brain is like a rocking chair on a rug. And if you keep rocking in the same spot, it gets easier and easier because you've created a groove in the carpet like your brain, if you keep thinking the same things over and over again, you will deepen the imprints on the carpet. So there's nothing wrong here unless what you're thinking isn't serving you and isn't creating the results that you want. So to change this thought problem, you have to get some distance from the current thought and think about the one that you want to think. Okay, how do you do it? Let's get into it. Some of my favorite mindset tools and hacks I'm going to take you through. First, you need to confront what I call the shitty committee. And (laughs) I'm talking about the committee in your head. Every time you have a thought like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this opportunity. There's so much competition for this role and they're not going to pick me. Or even like, we're so short on staff. I don't have enough time to do all this work. I'm going to ask you to find the evidence. Prove to me Prove to me ahead of time that you are not going to get this opportunity. Can you prove it or is it just your thoughts? Is it story or is it fact? I'm guessing you can't prove it. So look at the thoughts you are telling yourself and maybe you can start being a little nicer to yourself too and remind yourself what you do have in a situation. You may not get it all done. But approaching a challenge from resourcefulness and an abundance mindset will get you a greater turn on an investment in the scarcity mindset. And you won't be a jerk to yourself along the way. Next, moving from the shitty committee, I want you to build a celebratory committee. And this is like IRL, like this is not in your head. It doesn't mean you're inviting people to be part of your celebratory committee, but it's who are you hanging out with? The direct quality of your life your career, your dreams is often a direct reflection of the expectations of the people you surround yourself with. I want to be around people who inspire me. I actually want to be the dumbest person in the room. I want to be around people who stretch and support me. And that's why I why I've hired a coach. And I'm also part of a mastermind with other entrepreneurs who are always seeking to challenge themselves and their own mind. And they're managing their minds. So if you're an employee, you can find people for your celebratory committee right in your workplace, but also look to industry events, look to trade events. There's a million communities online that you can consider. You're not sending out invitations. It's more that you're getting clear on who's your shortlist that you can support and who are you going to call when you need stretch. This is some of the basis for networking, and I'll also talk about that in a later episode, but this is the start of it, building this committee of who you want around you. And you're allowed to outgrow people. It may feel weird, or maybe you just have certain conversations with certain people. There are so many people in my life that I love, but I don't bring them all into the ins and outs of my business because they wouldn't necessarily understand or because they're coming from a lack or a scarcity thinking around the idea of being an entrepreneur. And that's great and that works for them, but I don't necessarily want them around me. That's what I mean about building your celebratory committee. The entrepreneurs and the people that I have around me are really at the top of their game And they're also working on their mindset regularly. Another one of the tools that I use that has helped me so much is to catch the feeling of scarcity before it runs off the rails. And it's really part of a morning mindset and a morning meditation practice that I do. For anyone who's a fan of Julia Cameron and her book, The Artist's Way, this will look a little bit similar to that. This practice, the practice that I do, takes the extra step that after I do the writing on the morning pages, I really look at thoughts, feelings, actions, and the results that I'm creating and then decide what I want to do intentionally. When I get my thoughts on paper, I can become the examiner of my thoughts. I can see where the sneaky thoughts come in, the lack-based ideas pop up. I can see it all. And the morning mindset is a writing exercise that delivers such significant benefits for such a teeny amount of effort. If you spend time journaling and writing down your thoughts for three to five minutes a day, I am promising you that you will start to change your thinking and you can look to see where scarcity thinking pops up. But listen, you got to write it down because as one of my mentors has said to me, when you don't write it down, it's kind of like rearranging your closet from inside your closet. You need to really like get it all out, get it all down on paper and then see what's there. Decide what you want to keep of your mindset and parts of your mindset that you want to renegotiate and manage and start to build new beliefs. When you're thinking about a morning mindset, it's it's a simple three-step process. Again, pen and paper, get a notebook, and get a good pen. Don't have a crummy little pen that's dragging across the page. Be able to be in the flow. I like things that are like gel-based pens so it really flows. So write, get it down, and then pull out a sentence or a thought and examine the thought that you have there. And are those thoughts working for you? This works is because when you start writing, you may at first be distracted and you may begin to write things like the shopping list or something that you need to accomplish today. And you're just like, blah, blah, blah. Someone told me I should try this exercise. And that's totally normal. And that's the, that's the idea of getting everything that's out, that's floating around in your head so that you can examine what's in there and then choose what you want to think. Fill up the page. See what's on your mind. Go back through and pull out any of the thoughts that don't feel that great. Are you coming from lack? Is there a pinch of compare and despair in there? Go deeper and think, where am I going? What do I want to do in this situation? How am I showing up? Am I inspiring or inciting people? Am I coming from abundance or from lack? And these are such juicy bits. This is where the work is to eradicate your scarcity thinking. And when you're doing it, coming from an abundance mindset, this is the work that will help you get there faster. I like to go a bit further and add a side of appreciation with my abundance. And abundance means there's so much more than just enough. And when I start to appreciate all that I do have that's around me, all that I have accomplished, look at my resume, see the experiences, see my network, the people, the opportunities. I begin to focus on all that is working, not the lack. What you focus on is going to increase. It makes a huge difference. And since you're telling yourself stories all the time and you're acting from those stories, why not tell your stories that come from appreciation and abundance and then go act from those stories? If you come from a place of what you want and not the lack of it, you'll start to see small shifts in your life and your mind will begin to look for ways to prove that it's right. When you genuinely believe that you have the thing, that you have all the wisdom on the planet available to you, that you have resources and that your intelligence is going to kick in, you start to figure things out. And this isn't woo-woo, although I do love me some woo. It's really true. The answer will come to you because the brain cannot be in fear and lack and scarcity and be in the solution because the fear and lack and scarcity generates a different emotion for you. So you're not going to be in the solution of abundance and appreciation and growth mindset when you're coming from the other side of it. You need to switch it. And I get that it can be hard, but it's not impossible and it takes practice. So here's what I'm going to leave you with. Start a daily practice and allow yourself some extra time in the morning to examine your thoughts. Writing is preferred, but at the very least, whether you're in the shower or prepping dinner, give it some thought. What's going on up there? Why are you choosing to think what you're thinking? Get curious. I'm going to stick the link to my belief builder worksheet in the show notes, and if you want to take this work a step further, that worksheet will guide you. Okay, my friends, have a fabulous week, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.